0: Good morning everybody and uh, I know we're missing a few of those this morning, but uh it's Christmas season, so we're gonna see a little bit of that all month long. So uh, anyway, welcome, welcome to those online. A couple of announcements as we get started, uh we're in the, in the holiday season, Christmas season. Um, we will have we do have a Christmas party or a gathering next Saturday. Uh, anytime after six thirty. I think this is what we put on the calendar. You can come earlier. We'll we'll be fine, we'll be here all day. <laughs> but anyway, at six thirty, uh just a uh, Christmas fellowship. Feel free to bring any friends. Feel free to bring food. You don't have to. We'll have plenty. Uh, just, uh, it's open to anybody if you're local. And uh, stay as long as you want. You can come as kind of, You know, it's an open house, so you don't have to come by at 6.30. So it's open house fellowship. Uh, that's next week. Uh, we have our Bible study tonight at 6 o'clock every Sunday night. And just so you know, we're not taking a pause on any of our Sunday activities throughout the Christmas season. We are taking a break in Pasadena, so if you've been showing up in Pasadena, we're not there. Um, so uh, but anyway, uh, so we'll, we'll resume that one back in January, we'll make announcements about that. And then one other announcement I think I'll make, unless I'm forgetting something, is our Bible classes. We now have those on our website, and they're free. And uh, we're having we very good uh, reception, uh, I think that's the word I'm looking for, participation in that. Uh, and so it's going really, really well. So. Feel free, it's uh, more for those local, but anyone who can join, just go to our website, discipleship.org and go to our Bible Classes page, and we'll give you all the directions, if you need further direction, just give us a call, you know, or email us, bug us, contact us, uh, send us a, a telegram, whatever you want to do, and we'll, we'll get back with you, so, all right, so we're good? All advertisements aside, we'll just go ahead and get back into the message this, this morning, We've been studying the last few weeks, I think we're in our fifth week, something like that, on in Christ realities and talk about who we are in Christ. And uh, this is actually based on Lawson's class, one of our Bible classes we have online, but this is just my version of that. And because that's what my heart has, not only for me as a person, but also as a pastor, I want us to know who we are in Christ. There's over 300 scriptures in the New Testament talking about who we are in Christ. So Paul, the, the, I mean, in the early church, they were steadfast in the apostles' doctrine to fellowship, to prayer, to, and to and, and, and breaking of bread. I got those in, backwards in order, but uh, the apostles' teaching. And the apostles talked about who we are in Christ over 300 times. Namely Paul, but also John and Peter uh, and others as well. And so if, uh, if, the, if the, the scriptures are going to tell us 300 times who we are in Christ, we need to know who we are in Christ. Because that is a reality. Uh, we are born again. No disrespect to our natural parents, but we are born again. What is f- born of, f- Jesus said in John 3, 6, what is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. And we are born again. We're talking about, we're in the Christmas season, we're talking about the birth of Christ. But at, uh, the birth of Christ, we are born of the same seed that Christ is born. Christ. Some people ask why Christ had to be born of a virgin, because there was a corruption in Adam's seed. And the, the the male carries the seed, not the female. And so, Mary, a virgin, was born of the Holy Spirit—a different seed, a different prototype, a different seed, a, a different creation that ever existed. Uh, God created a whole new species, if you will, that just like He did that creation in Mary's womb, and we are born again. Of it says in First Peter one twenty-three, we're born again of. Not of corruptible seed, Adam, but of incorruptible seed, Christ. We're either in Christ or we're in Adam. You can't be both. We're either born again or we're, we're still in Adam. And anyone who's in Adam will go to hell. And anyone who's in Christ will be with God eternally. I can cut it short just with even that message. But we're in Christ. And with that, it's not just fire insurance so we go to heaven, not hell. That is huge. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to water that down one iota. How many of us want to go to heaven? How many of us don't want to go to hell? You know, the the worst thing about hell is not just the torment, although that's bad enough. The, The worst thing about hell is there's no Christ. There's no Jesus. Even the lost in this world have never experienced total absence of God. Because God is in this world. God is here. His presence is everywhere. They might not have a relationship with him. They might not be born again. They might not understand any of this. But God is still in this world. But hell will be a place where there is no God. And the best thing best about heaven is not the buffet table. It's not the mansion. It's not uh, all that stuff. It's going to be great. It's going to be God is there, and we're going to see Him face to face for all eternity. You know, uh, there will not be no night. No one has to tell me it's time to go to bed. You know, I mean as a child, I don't know about you, but bedtime, just you know, that was the end of my day. Well there isn't no, there's only day. And I anyway, I want to get off my off that track and that's not my message this morning. But we are in Christ. And with that also not just comes us being going to heaven, but there is an inheritance, and it's eternal. Eternal life is not just going to heaven. John seventeen three says, eternal life is having a relationship with God and having a relationship with Jesus. You know, a lot of people say, talk about religion and what you know, not. We don't have a religion. We don't teach religion. We teach against religion here. We have a relationship with God. Big difference. A, re, a religion, by definition, is a belief system. We, so we do believe in God. We do believe in the, in the finished work of the cross and that, in that, uh, and from that frame of mind. But we, have a, we embrace, we teach, we promote a relationship with God. And a big difference. And uh, we're not just going through some formality. We are having a relationship. Because a formality without Christ, without a relationship, is just dead. It's empty. And it can be very dangerous. But we have a relationship with God. And it's very real. It's more real than this flesh and blood. It's more real than the things that we can hear, taste, smell, uh, all the five senses. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's more real. Uh, the eternal created the natural. The eternal is real. And it's alive. And we need to know who we are in Christ. The first uh, section of our message, we were talking a lot about the value of identity. We need to know who we are in Christ. And we need to see ourselves the way God sees us in Christ. God's opinion is more important than my opinion, or your opinion, or anyone else's opinion. I need to see who I am, how God sees who I am in Christ. Uh, And so we need to see that. Uh, and so we've kind of been dealing with that. But now we've been dealing with the last week, and then this week, and then uh, possibly even next week, we're going to talk, talk about the process of identity. And what we, what I mean by that is a little bit, you know, when, we, when you were born again, you were born into righteousness, you were born into a relationship with God, you were born into health, you were born into wealth, you were born into authority. There's so many different things we've been talking about the last few weeks. But... When you were born again, when you believed in God, you your whole nature changed. You have a new nature. You have uh, you ha- uh, are saved. You are we. Uh, regener- we talked about in the last few weeks. We became a new creation. We became a new person. We have a we, ge- we have a new nature. We have a new ministry. We have a new message. We have a new position. We have a new righteousness. We are regenerated. That's a fancy word, but it means we were regene. We were gene naturally to our parents. And all the way back to Adam. But we have been re-gened, spiritually speaking, in Christ. And we are regenerated. And there is no generational curse in Christ. There is no generational sickness in Christ. There is no corruption. We are born again of incorruptible seed. And uh, we need to know who we are. And ask who we are. Paul says we know no man after the flesh. Because Christ died once and for all. And we need to know that. That can't just be in our mind in the sense of uh, doctrines or scriptures that we quote or read from time to time. That needs to be something that's totally in our hearts. It's got to start here. And we need to renew our mind to who we are. And that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Renewing our mind. We need, it's just like uh, you get a new computer or whatnot. You've got to reprogram that thing. You ever get a new phone? And you've got to reprogram your, your, your ringtones, your, your contact list. Uh, different features, different apps, and get it all dialed in right, you know, and, 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 uh, uh, and some of us don't want all that stuff, we just want the phone for what the phone is for, calling, and texting, you know, I get every time I get a phone, uh, and they ask if I have any questions, they go, I just want the most basic thing, there's a call, and how do I answer it, and how do, cause I've gotten phones before, it's got all these gadgets, Great! I know how to do the gadgets, but I don't know how to answer the phone. I don't know how to call somebody. I want to make sure I know how to do that. So I'm a little technically challenged. Uh, all i got to do is find a young person and walk me through yeah. how to use a phone, and they, they got that thing down. Anyway, try to get off that track. But we, we need to be reprogrammed. We need to be regenerated. The word When we talk about renewing the mind, the word renew in the Greek means to renovate If we were to renovate this house, perhaps... We've dreamed. We don't own this house. We rent this house, and so we've thought of them things we might change. We might change some the windows. Uh, we might change uh, the, some of the decor and different things. We might even add on, add on some rooms and whatnot. We definitely would change the landscaping uh, and different things that we would like. But anyway, but we would renovate uh, a few months back, probably uh, maybe a year or so back. Target renovate Renovated. I don't go to Target very often, but I went to Target, and I couldn't find myself around the store because everything moved. <laughs> everything was different, and so I needed a GPS to find out where everything was. And uh, uh, but anyway, they renovated; they had a new face look on that. But we have to renovate our mind. We have to renew our mind, and we have to. We're going to talk about this this morning. We need to do that daily, and it will be. It's not just one, you renew it one time and it's done. You have to renew it all the time. My computer up- does updates all the time. My phone does updates all these technologies do updates they don't always do it at the most convenient time but uh, they, they all do they all do updates and we need updates uh, uh-huh. uh, and we need to renew our mind and we'll talk about that a little bit I'm not making sense so far this is all just kind of introduction uh, to where we're going but there's a process there's a renewing process uh, we've we been programmed naturally all of our lives since we were since we could reason as a toddler till now and our whole value system our whole our look and life, everything has been programmed from uh, our, our, our family, our parents, uh, the society, the, the culture that we lived in, through, uh, through our elementary adolescent years, all the way to young adulthood and to who we are now, whatever stage of life we are in now. Our, everything has developed our values, what we like, dislike, our pet peeves, everything, our value. And all that comes to our who we are. And what we like, our personality, and, and our tastes, and not just food, but also music, and arts, and, and various various things. Our value, who we are, and that, you know, uh, and so that identifies who we are. Well, if we are born again, we're in Christ, we need to know who we are. And if we are not have a relationship with God, if we don't have a relationship with the Word of God, we can easily forget who we are. It doesn't take long. Because our natural life, and just the world that we live in, will redefine us. Or will, will, you know, and will allow enable us to, to fit into that mold, into that way of life. So society has a mold, has a, has a value system, has an identity to it. And uh, there's a generational identity, but there's also a social, or uh, society type of generation, where, where uh, every generation has a mold that it fits into you. But we're in Christ. And that's who we are. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. That is not our source. That is not our nature. But and there's only one way we're going to know our true nature in Christ. is not having a relationship with the Word. Being taught the Word. And, uh, and walking with You know, we're married. But in, in any relationship, whether this is an employment relationship, a child-parent relationship, a marriage relationship... If all I said, said to sure we we're married. We have the ring. We have the certificate. I can show you pictures. We can watch the video. You know, but there's no relationship. You know, that one, that's not going to fly very well. And uh, and two, that there is no relationship in that. But we have to, any relationship, both parties have to work. It just won't work. And I'm not just trying to pick our marriages, but I'm just using that as an example. With this relationship, God knows who we are. He's faithful, but we need to know who we are. And we need to know, and we will never know who we are until we know who He is. Uh, Because uh, there's a verse that we talked about in our last teaching series, in 1 John 3, 2, when Christ is revealed, we will be like Him when we see Him as He is. We can't be like someone until we see, we can't be like Him until we see Him for who He really is. And some of us have a misconstrued uh, conception of who God is. So therefore we also have a misconstrued conception of because we are born of his seed. We're born again. And we don't know even what seed we came from. We don't even know what nature we came from. And uh, we don't reprogram our For example, if an orange, a branch of an orange tree is properly grafted into an apple tree, it will begin to produce apples. If it's properly grafted in. It, the source is not the branch. The source is the seed. The source is the nature. But it needs to be reprogrammed. It needs to be grafted in. And it, it, there's a process for that to take place. But the way, there will be that transformation where that branch will now produce apples. Because it's, it's part of an apple tree. It's not an orange tree anymore. It's been cut off. And we talked about this last week. We have put off the old man. And in the spirit of our mind, we have put on the new man who is created according to God and true righteousness and holiness. We need to stop associating with the old man and start associating with the new man who We are in Christ. that making sense so far? I have a, a lot of introductions this morning. So, with that all said in mind, let's go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. You don't have the Bible with you, we'll have it on the screen here. Romans chapter 12 we'll get in verse 1, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now you don't have to worry about all my highlights and underlines here. They all fit from another message, uh, but that they all fit the way we're going to go today. But we received a new identity when we believe on Jesus. That's when it began. That's when it was conceived in our hearts. We, be, we definitely, you know, the way I like to teach it too is that when we when, uh, talk about the Christmas story, when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and in that vision, and she, she described to, uh, the angel described to Mary uh, the birth of Jesus and her uh, virgin birth was not uh, heard of, so she, so she had a very logical question, how is this going to be, since I've never known a man? Uh, she understood the birds and the bees, she understood how that was to work naturally, but how is she going to be pregnant without knowing a man? And I'm not trying to be crude, but she just had a very logical, natural question. So the angel began to describe that you're going to be uh, it can be by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. And Jesus can be, and, and, and Jesus can be conceived in your heart by the Holy Spirit. And I love her response. Her response was said, let it be unto me according to your word. And I believe when she said those words, let it be unto me according to your word. In that instant, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. The same thing happened for us in this sense. When we heard the gospel, we believed the gospel, we might not have said the exact same words as Mary, but in a sense we're saying the exact same thing. Let it be unto me according to your word I just heard. Let Christ be in my heart. Let I receive Jesus Christ into my life. We're saying in a sense, let it be unto me according to your word. When we believe on Christ, when we believe, heard the gospel, believed it, we in that instant, in that moment, we were born again. And we were born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed, by the word of God. The same way that Mary, can naturally conceived Jesus, alone. that makes sense. And so we were born again instantly, but we realize our new identity through the renewing of our mind in the word of God. Yeah, as it says here, and do not be conformed to this world, which would be. We can actually uh, interpret that to be don't be conformed. This world is all in Adam. It's all, it's not born again. It's we're again, we're either in Christ or we're in Adam. And uh, uh, but don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? We rest in our new identity as we So we were born again when we receive Christ. We're we're talking, and that's what we talked about the last few weeks, but this week we're talking about. We realize our new identity as we renew our mind. In the following week, we're going to be talking about we rest in our identity as we walk with God. And we're going to be talking about that a little bit later, starting next week. But what is what is mind renewal? How do we renew? How does the process of mind renewal work in our lives as believers? That's what we want to talk about today, this morning. Because we're transformed. What's that word transforming? That word transform is a Greek word. Metamorphosis, more um, me- metamorphoo to be exact, which would come from the uh, word metamorphosis, and that's that's the same concept of a caterpillar being transformed into a butterfly, or a tadpole being transformed into a frog, and so we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because I don't know about you, and I know I've been this way before, but I know so many Christians, and this is not a put down. But they're saved, but they're stuck. They're born again, but, and they, but they don't know who they are in Christ. They're not established in that. And and so and they might not even put in those words, maybe they don't even realize they're stuck. But the, uh, this whole thing that we call Christianity doesn't seem to be effectual. It doesn't seem to always be working. Is not working this everything that we have in Christ doesn't seem to be a living reality or maybe some components do but other components don't uh, and so how do we get unstuck how does this christianity thing become alive and work because if it doesn't work then why do it why believe in it why I, I don't know about you but I've never been interested in just going through the motions just for the sake to go through the motions I remember I had a conversation with God when I was in high school. I said, Lord, I don't want to be religious. I've seen religion. And to me, it was distasteful. It was ugly. It was embarrassing. I don't want to be that. But if you are who you say you are, I want that. I want the God uh, that I saw uh, working in the Old Testament and throughout Scripture, where they talked with God, and God talked with them, and they, they were able to move mountains and, 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 and do miraculous things. Uh, I like the God that I see in the Bible, but sometimes the God I see in the world or see in the churches is, a, to me, sometimes it's a different God. And it's like, where's the disconnect? Where's how come I, I'm reading about one thing, but I don't always see another? And this is me growing up. This is me uh, even through, through churches, and I'm not putting down any church people or things. But I'm like, For, if, if you, I don't want to follow you. I don't want to be a Christian if that's all it is. If all we're just doing is just, just a bunch of. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to express what I want to say, but it's just dead. It's just empty. It's just a bunch of uh, hype about something that doesn't, doesn't um, meet up to anything. But I believe that God did die. He did rose again. And He, and he did give us a new life. And that He is a God of miracles. He is a God who, who's brought, given us healing. We have everything we need for life and godliness and the knowledge of God. Uh, there's so much that we have in this Christian life. That we have in Christ, in our new, our new born again, in this seed of Christ, in this nature of Christ, in this who we are in Christ. There's so much in there, but I want to use it. I want to experience it. Does that my making sense? And uh, I don't want to just uh, be labeled a Christian. I want to be a Christian. I want the the God I have serve is alive. And I want I, I, when Jesus walked the earth, He healed the sick. He healed healed whole entire villages, entire towns. He healed the lepers. He healed the blind. He raised the dead. He walked on water. He calmed the seas. He spoke to the fig tree. He uh, Peter caught so much fish that his boat began to sink and the net began to break. That was his. That was his vocation. He was a fisherman. That was his biggest payday he ever had. You know, he, whatever your vocation is, truck driving, whatever it might be, having the biggest load you could ever have. I mean, the, the biggest payday at the end. You know, without ruining the truck. You don't want to tuck the truck to sink or break down or whatever it might be. But at the same point in time, you know, you want to... You, you know, I mean, I'm, I don't know about Peter, but I didn't even see the fish, but I see daughter signs. If we can get these in there. But anyway, uh, I just saw a God who was alive, real. I mean, the publicans and sinners flocked to him. Uh, the, 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 in chapter, Mark chapter 1, the whole city showed up at Jesus' door. He just showing up at Peter's mother-in-law's house who had a fever. And the whole city shows up at the door. Can you imagine the whole door- city, like the doorbell just rang a few minutes ago? The whole city just showing up, Ontario. You know, the whole Inland Empire is showing up right here. And, uh, I mean, that would be cool. But we, we were born again, but some of us are not, as st- we know who we are, but some of us don't even know who we are, but some of us do, but we don't. We're not establishing that. That's what we want to get into this morning. Um, We're going to come back to Romans 12. We're going to spend a little more time with this. But go real quick to me to Matthew 13. Actually, before you go there, let's go to Hosea. Hosea chapter 4. That's in the Old Testament? Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea. I like, you give me a hard one this morning. Mm-hmm. I used to always joke when it comes to the, what we call the minor prophets. It's right after the, the book Hezekiah. And everyone's looking at their book for the book of Hezekiah because there is no book called Hezekiah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if people got that, but I laughed at my own joke. But I did, uh, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 says this My people are destroyed by the lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject you from being a priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. There's a lot here. I'm not focused on this. But he says, my people are destroyed by the lack of knowledge. We need to know who we are. We need to know who we are in Christ. I don't want to be destroyed by the lack of knowledge. Would this also going to, since you're in Hosea, I go to Amos. That's two books to the right. Hosea, Joel, and then Amos. Amos chapter 8, verse 11. It says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, and I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, or a thirst for water, but the hearing of the words of the Lord. And this is a little strong language, and I'm not, uh, uh, hopefully, you're getting where I'm at. But, uh, and why would God do this? Mainly because people are not seeking the Lord. Hey, God does talk about in the last days, I don't, want to go, I don't want to get derailed on this, but in the last days there will be a great delusion. There will be a great deception. And, uh, uh, and one says, God, one one many ways of separating the sheep from the goats. But, I don't want to get derailed on all that. But what I'm trying to get at this morning is that we need to know God. And we need to be thirsty and hungry for the Word of God. And it's not just a word for God to religiously, but we need to have a relationship. This needs to be our life. You know, uh, we love talking with uh, a a friend of ours who we've been talking to lately, and we just don't want to go a day without the word. Um, Um, We have a friend who's been ministering to someone in the hospital, and uh, uh, her app on her phone wasn't working for her Bible, and she was willing to come all the way back here just to borrow one of ours because she was not going to spend the whole day in the hospital, without a Bible, without the Word of God. And we need the Word of God. This is our life. And I just know if I even go one day, and even part of a day, I, uh, without the Word, without a relationship with the Word, I'm thirsty, I'm hurting, I'm struggling. My flesh will begin to just come back to its natural self, and my attitude, my behavior, the, uh, whether that's thinking negative thoughts, or doing negative things, or... Whether that just have a bad attitude, whether that be depression, whether that just be just uh, you ever been in a bad mood? I feel like I'm in a bad mood a lot more easier when I, when I, I'm just not I don't have a relationship with the Word of God with the, with God, and it can come in a lot of different. It doesn't have to be always a written word. It can be that. It can be listening to worship with good lyrics that have the Word of God in there. It can be listening to a message. Well, today we have uh, all kinds of devices. We can be anywhere listening to a message. Uh, uh, I do that for our friend Javier in the hospital. We, we can listen to messages all day long. And yeah, getting the word in his heart, his mind, as he's laying in that hospital bed. That's his, that's his true medicine. That's what he needs. And we worship together. We, 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 we get in the word together. We talk the word. We, we, we need the word. Uh, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It says in John 15, actually go with him real quick. I wasn't going to go here, but I thought about that this morning. John 15, I think we're going to pick up verse 3. It says, you are already clean. Verse 3, John 15, 3. You are already clean. So you talking those who are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I in the vine and you are the branches. He abides in me and I in him bear much fruit. But without me you can do nothing. Go down to verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. There's a lot here. I'm not going to spend a lot of time in this context. But we need to abide in Him and abide in His Word. Yeah, you know, if, you, if, the, if the vine is a, a, a grapefruit, uh, I mean, a, a grapevine is not abiding in the branch, it will die. It will wither. Yeah, and we, we need to abide in Him. We need to have a, a living relationship with God. We're going we're to be talking about renewing the mind, but you can't renew the mind if you don't have a regular diet of the Word of God. If you don't have a regular diet with God and a regular diet of good teaching, good fellowship. The, the, we talked about this several months ago, but the, the early church, the first church, the very first20 uh, 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 Christians who were on the planet, actually 3,100, because the first day had to preach a message, 3,000 were saved. So 3,120 Christians that ever were on this face of this planet, they were steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, the word of God, to fellowship. breaking of bread, covenant, relationship with God, uh, we talked about that, and prayer. And we need to have a regular diet, a steadfast diet of that. You know, I talk to a lot of people about a nutritious diet, physically speaking. We need that. If you get off that diet, one day you feel it. You notice the difference if you get off that diet. Uh, We need a good diet of the Word of God. Uh, there's so, we get so much information from the world every day, just naturally speaking. Not always even negative, just natural stuff. We need to have to detox from the world each day. and have a, if, we, if we don't have a regular relationship with God, and a regular diet of the Word of God, of study, we're going to have a very hard time renewing the mind. Because we have no source to renew the mind with. We have nothing to align our minds to. Because we, we're not just aligning our minds from the world back to the world again. We have to have the word of God. We need a plumb line. We need something to align it to. When I'm trying to hang pictures or something, I'm not a, uh, a handyman by any means, but I can, I can uh, hang a picture. But I get my little uh, love work, make sure it's level. But I have to have something to measure it by. I have to have something to align it to. And so hopefully I'm making sense. But we need to have a regular relationship with the Word of God. Okay, let's go to Matthew 13, where I wanted to go just a moment ago. Hopefully I'm making sense. Uh, some of that wasn't planned for the stroke. Like we need to. I don't want to famine in the Word of God. I don't want to be destroyed because I don't have the la- uh, any knowledge of the Word of God. But here we uh this is a parable of the Sower. We can find it in Mark chapter 4. We can see this in Luke chapter 8 but it's also here in Matthew chapter 13. Let me just read this real quick from a few verses here. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. Jesus explained that. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in the spark. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. But he who receives the seed on the stony places is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. That he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and, is, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. That's key. And understand, uh, 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 who indeed bears food, produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirtyfold. All four types of soil, the wayside, the stony, the, the thorny soil, and then the good soil, all heard the word of God. So in one sense, it's not just the fact of having a word, a diet, that's a starting place. You can't, it can't be good soil in a sense if you don't even have the, the, the seed being sown. But all four, even the wayside, even the one where the enemy took it up immediately, where the devil stole it immediately, they heard it. They all heard the word, but only the good soil heard it and understood it. That's a difference. If we don't, if we don't understand something. A lot of times we just move on to something else. A lot of times it just becomes difficult. It becomes boring. It becomes purposeless when we don't understand it, or we get confused, or whatnot. But um, I mean there there's different things that we can look at all four uh, categories here. First of all the uh, we, we need to, we need to have a root system. If we, we can't be chunked out by the cares of this world, life is busy and we all have different busies, even if we're just a housewife, even if whatever we all have things where we we get busy real quick. And uh, and there's just the, the cares of this world, the sequelness of the other things, is it's the sequelness. you not uh, you, you don't, you don't you don't mean for the other things to distract you. But you don't... See, what that's a danger about deceit. You don't know you're deceived when you're deceived. If you know that you're deceived when you're deceived, you're not deceived. That's an oxymoron. That can't happen. You can't be deceived to know it. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, so... But what's going to guard us from being deceived? What's going to guard us from... from not having a root system? We need to understand the word... hear the word of God, but we need to understand it. We need to have a good, there needs to be maturity. There needs to be progress. You know, uh, when I was in high school, I went from public school to private school, from junior high to high school, and I had to take some interest exams of know where to place me in the math and the English and some of the, uh, the classes. Well, I scored really high in the math test, so I understood the material. So they put me on honors math. And I did good for a little while, but then it was just too fast for me. I understood the material, but it was just too fast, and uh, math, if you don't get, if you get behind, it's precept upon precept, and before you know it, you get from A's to B's all the way back, you know, you use every letter in the alphabet, and uh, finally, my parents and myself and teachers realized it was just too fast, so they put me in a slower math class, same material, it just was at a slower pace, and I started getting A's and B's again, because I was hearing it but I wasn't understanding the material. And so therefore I couldn't process it. And, and when you don't understand, like now you understand one concept, but you're not gonna understand further downstream because all those concepts are gonna be combined as you go down, uh, as you progress in learning the material. Well, the same thing is in Christ. If we don't know who we are in Christ, that's a very foundation. If we don't even know who we are in Christ, there's nothing to build on. There's no foundation. There's no, there's no substance. It's our seed. It's our nature. If we're not even abiding in the vine, there's no source. We can't renew our mind. We can't change our behavior. We can't change our destiny. We, none of this is going to be fruitful because there's a disconnect. Whether it be a disconnect because we're not abiding or a disconnect because we're not understanding what we're, who we are. What we're. And they're, they're, the enemy is an author of confusion. And if we don't understand the basics. If we don't even understand something, the enemy will use that to confuse us, and we'll get frustrated, and we'll take that frustration out sometimes on our relationship with God, we're mad at God, we're frustrated at God, so we just turn them off. Or we turn others off, and whatever it it might be. Or Sometimes we're so frustrated that we start getting down on ourselves. And we start thinking negative ourselves. And, and, and we, we we give in to the, the lies of the enemy thinking that we're substandard or we're stupid or whatever the case may be. And we feel insecure about it. And, and in that way we turn it off. Uh, because we just don't like feeling that way. We don't like that emotion. We need to understand the word of God. Uh, we need to, someone to teach us. Sometimes we need someone, uh, I like we, we like steak and different things. Because it's fact, we need someone to cut it up in bite-sized pieces so we can understand it, so we can digest it, so we can process it. If we don't understand it, it's not going to be fruitful. It's not going to be beneficial. We're not going to mature. We might be in Christ, but we don't even know how to operate this thing. You know, Uh, Whenever I get a new gadget toy, I read the instructions. I know some people don't. (laughs) Try to figure it out on their own, and then they're in a mess. And like, how did I get out of here? I don't even know how you got in there, because I don't even know how to start. And so I'll read the instructions. If I can't understand the instructions, then I start Googling, watching videos. How to do this, how to do that, you know? And then there was something that happened on the Jeep a few months, a couple years back. And I found out what the problem was, but it was underneath the Jeep. I'm not getting under there. I'm taking this to a mechanic. They can raise that thing up. They know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I'm going to make, I'm going to probably disconnect the wrong thing. And uh, so, but anyway, am I making sense this morning at all? I haven't really got to the part of renewing the mind, but I'm trying to set the platform for this. But I want to be good soil. And, and, and I can't renew my mind to something if I don't understand the Word of God, if I don't, if I don't have a good uh, diet. And, and soldiers can, others can be for a lot of different reasons. One, we don't have any... Uh, how are we being taught? How are we learning? Sometimes we're... Some people, they're, just, they're disconnected to just wrong teaching, bad teaching. Some people, uh, it's not so much the wrong teaching, they just are not connecting with the teacher. And it, it, the, the flavor, the style, they just don't connect and they don't understand it. And so, I know reason I like Cares Bible College and some of our Bible classes, especially the ones we're showing on our website, because we've got different teachers on some of the classes teaching the same thing. But it's from a different point of view. It's from a different perspective. It's their flavor to it. And some people just connect better with a loss versus an Andrew or or whatever the case may be. Now sometimes they just, maybe they connect with all of them and just be reinforcing it and, and seeing it from another angle or whatnot. Am I making sense? But as we have a diet of the Word of God, as we're being taught the Word of God, and the ultimate teacher is the Holy Spirit, we can begin to renew our mind to that. We can I guess, spend more one more time on that. But we have to have... We can't renew our money to something that we don't have the material. I can't renovate this house if we don't have the resources to do it with. We either need the money so we can hire the people, but we also need to buy the supplies. Whether it's through the uh, uh, contractor or what it might be. But we need to have the resources. I can't put new windows without new windows. <laughs> I, can, I, mean, I can definitely demolish the old ones. <laughs> I might not do it right. might cause a better problem. But I can't put new windows if I don't have the new windows. I can't renew my mind to something if I haven't been taught the right stuff. I won't, not have, nothing, I won't have anything to renew my mind to. And so, uh, and uh, sometimes we don't even know if we're thinking right, wrong or we're believing wrong uh, if we don't even know the right teaching. Am making sense? But we need to have a regular diet of that. But not everyone who heard the word had the same results uh, in the parable of the summer. And there's nothing wrong with the problem. The problem's not the word. The problem is with our thinkers. The problem is with our understanding. The problem is with our understanding of the Word of God. A couple of scriptures here as we go forward. John chapter 8. Hopefully I'm making sense. I'm getting on some rabbit trails this morning. John chapter 8, beginning with verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews... And Jesus said to those Jews who believe him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth can't make you free if you don't know it. If you don't know the truth, the truth has no power. It has no substance. It has no conduit to help you be free. The truth has power. But what turns it on, what connects it, is you knowing it and having an understanding. He are also talking about, if you buy in me and my word, you will the be my disciples. Everything we're talking about, the whole idea of mind renewal, is really in the simplest form for me is discipleship. We're describing disciples. Jesus never told us to go make converts. He told us to go make disciples of all nations. A, a disciple is not just a one-time event. It's a lifestyle. Till Jesus comes, and even throughout eternity, and one says, We're going to be discipled. There's a lot of things we're going to learn and relearn when we get to heaven. Maybe some things that we didn't have exactly right, or whatever it might be. But I don't know about you, but I have a lot of questions. Some important, some not so important. Like, did did Adam have a belly button? You know, it had nothing to do with anything. But uh, I just one my questions? Anyway, anyway uh, my wife's looking very I I always ask that question, do you have a Bible? <laughs> you know. I don't know if I want to see it, I just wanna be able. Anyway, we're we'll getting off that track. Because if you abide in me, you'll be my disciples indeed. We can't be discipled, we can't renew our mind, we can't be established in who we are in Christ if we don't have a lifestyle, a pattern, a diet of being discipled. That's one of our biggest things here, even as we grow hopefully, hope and as we have children's ministries, it's discipleship. Every, everything that we do is about discipleship. There's other things we want to do besides be disciples, but we have to have the framework, we have to have the foundation, we have to have the, 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 the diet and the, 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 the system of being disciples. Cause that's our job. Our job as pastors, apostles, doc, uh, uh, prophets, etc., is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, for the building up of the body of Christ. Our job is to equip. Our job is to disciple, and we all have different giftings of how that is administered and how that is functioning. But our job is to be disciple, and even as pastors, we have to be disciple. And one says, "You don't. You never graduate." discipleship in one sense of the word. You will always anytime you think you arrived, you haven't arrived yet. But there is a time where there is a there but there is a process where you are maturing. You are growing you are becoming mature. And that is something that we can arrive to. But even once we've mature we we've gotta keep growing. We have to keep being discipled. If you stop if you if you get to adulthood and you say I've arrived I've grown I'm not gonna grow anymore and you stop eating, the moment you stop eating, you stop dying. If you stop, if you, you turn 21 or 18, whatever you, your qualifier for being an adult is, and some, some is a lot older than that, some is younger than that, <laughs> you know, but you think you're an adult, you don't stop eating. you stop eating, you stop, you die. Once a, once a plant, once an oak tree, once the grass gets mature, you don't stop watering it. You don't stop fertilizing it. You don't stop feeding it now that it's grown. No, it needs to continue to be fed. It needs to be nutri- needs the nutrients and everything. Same thing spiritually. Once we, once we are become established in who we are in Christ, we need to keep being discipled. We need to keep abiding in Him. We will go backwards. And I used to teach this before I knew lot what I know today, but the best thing to do to get in trouble spiritually is to do absolutely nothing. You do nothing spiritually. You have no system. You have no diet. You have no fellowship. You have no nothing. You will dry up spiritually. You stop watering the grass. You stop watering the plant. You stop watering the dog. You stop watering eating yourselves. You will see the effects of that. And, uh, and so you need a regular diet. You need to abide again. We can't renew our mind. You can't know the truth. To renew your mind to something, if you don't have a diet of being discipled of abiding in Him, that's, that making sense? We we want to do some things, we want to be set free from some things. We want to mature, we want to grow, we want to be established in who we are in Christ. But there's only one way to do that, and that is being discipled. And there's only one way to be discipled, and that's abiding in Him. Good teaching, good fellowship, and a, a good diet. I don't think it should just all be teaching from other people. I think we need to have our own relationship with God. But it, I don't think it just should be just your own relationship with God and no one else. I think both can be unhealthy. You know? Uh, most people who know me, I, I'm a pretty much meat and potatoes guy. But I know I should be eating some of that green stuff. You know? Or whatever that green, uh, vegetables, called vegetables is. You know? Uh, Sherry, I joke with her all the time, she always prayed for a, a guy who, liked meats and potatoes. And she, she forgot to add, add in vegetables. You know? I said, well, you got what you asked for, because that's the that's, that's what you get it. And uh, anyway, she's trying to, to reorder that. But uh, anyway, but I know I should eat it. Uh, but I know I was told by my parents that I ate so many carrots, carrots when I was y- young that I turned yellow. Carrots are good for you. I'm not so sure turning yellow is so good. But uh, uh, I, I, uh, there was no other side effects that I love. Just turning yellow. I'm just glad it wasn't blueberries and I wouldn't even become a smirk, you know, but <laughs> you know, I just, uh, anyway, yeah, there's my jokes again. Let's go to James chapter 1. You know, there are some people, too, all they do is go from teaching to teaching, teacher to seminar to seminar, church to church, uh, Bible study, Bible study, they're always in the work. And, I never want to discourage any, any type of, just the good stuff. But we need a time to process it. And we need a time to be with the people. We need a time to, you know, there needs to be a balance. If all I ever did was eat, you know, that's not healthy either. We need a time to process it. We, need, we have a life to live. We have a destiny. We have a purpose. And so we need a healthy diet. And it, you know, it can't just be Sundays. It can't just be the diet. It'll be, it'll be better than nothing. But we need to have a regular diet of the Word of God every day. And sometimes just one time a day is not enough. Uh, we need a regular diet. But it can't just be all that. I walk, you know, and just because I'm not in the Word all the time doesn't mean I don't have a relationship. I can, you know, I love it when we go on dates. But I love it when we just are in the same house. I'm working in my office. She's doing her thing. And we're we're just, we're living together. We're doing life together. I like it when we do things together. But I just like it that we're doing life together. You know that's that's fun too. One of the things I even knew she was the one for me. I I just knew I didn't have to pretend. I could be myself, and I was comfortable being me around her. And I'm not trying to have a marriage seminar here. That's not what I'm trying to do. But at the same point in time, I just that was my like couple. I know the point I was going to. I just, I've both got my point now. Uh, anyway, it will no come back yeah, when that. James had the one, so uh, we should be there. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and over flow of wickedness, and receive with meekness and credit word which is able to save your souls. We need to receive the word of God. We can't receive the word of God if we are not having a regular diet of the word of God. Uh, and we can't receive the word of God in the sense that we don't understand what we're reading. That makes sense? We might have a, a desire to receive it, we might have a desire to, uh, uh well not, but we don't understand it. Uh, you know, in some in those areas where sometimes we are confused, so we don't understand it, sometimes we stop growing in that area. We might be okay for the most part, or grow uh, in this area, but let's, for example, maybe we have a clear revelation about healing, but we don't have a clear revelation about finances. So we don't want, some people, because there's been abuses in that area, for example, or wrong teaching or confused teaching, they just don't want to go there. Don't go don't talk about my pocketbook. Don't talk about this. But Talk about healing. Talk about other things. We can talk about it all day long. But don't talk about this area. Have, and that just shows me there's a there's an immaturity in that area. A, there could be a wound. There could be all different reasons for that. I'm not picking on it. I call it immature. Right. But there needs to be healing. There needs to be wholeness. There needs to be a sound diet. I, I can't just eat all vegetables. I can't just eat all meats. I can't just eat all sweets. Uh, you know I need to have a balanced diet. I know some people would rather have not have the sweet so much, but I like having the fruit salad, and chocolate. It grew out of a tree, right? <laughs> anyway, sorry. I don't know how I got about it. But anyway, we need to receive the with meekness the title of God, which is able to save your souls. What's the soul? The soul is a mind, will, and emotions. And so it's able to bring wholeness to that. Let's go to first Peter. Uh, we already did that. Let's do well we're here, let's go to verse 18 don't know why I didn't have this in order on my notes. Uh, I'm just going to read it since I'm here. Of his own will, he brought us forth by his word of truth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. I'm sorry, I don't even know what, what my thought was here. That's good. that uh, we need uh, let's move forward. My point I'm trying to make right now is that. Uh, we are born again. We're not born again of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the Word of God. By the Word of God, well, in other words, we're born of the Word. Jesus, God said in Genesis 1-11 that every seed is produced after its own kind, and if we're born of the Word of God, then we should be we we should see that same type of fruit in our life. If we're not seeing the Word of God manifest truth, the Word of Truth that was spoken here in other verses of we we're not seeing that fruitfulness. We're not seeing that fruitfulness in our lives, our thoughts, our attitudes, our actions. We're not seeing healing we manifest. We're not seeing wholeness in our finances. We're not seeing wholeness in our relationships, our marriage, or whatever. We're not, whatever might be have uh, a defect in there, whatever it might not be whole, our mind, our emotions, whatever it might be, if we're not seeing in our emotions or our behaviors, or maybe we have an addiction or, or something that has a hold of us, or whatever, if we're not seeing the fruitfulness of the Word of God, the life of God uh, in our lives, then there's a disconnect somewhere. There's a disconnect of receiving the Word of God. There's a disconnect of abiding in the Word. There's a disconnect of not understanding that. Uh, that making sense? And so, if I'm not, for example, if the, the I notice when a plant is turning brown or it's not being fruitful like it should be, there's a disconnect. What's wrong? Is it getting too much water? Is it not getting enough water? Is it not getting enough sun? Too much sun? Uh, I'm just using that as example. Physically, if I'm having what 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 can possibly be the, the cause and effect of this problem? But we're not seeing the fruit in our lives, and we're not seeing maturity in our lives. We see if we're. Still struggling with the same thing year after year after year after year after year. There's a disconnect somewhere. There needs to be wholeness in that area. And it's not just, sometimes uh, we might have a good diet of the Word of God in other areas of our life, but we need to get this fixed. We need to get this area fixed. Uh, Andrew did this one time, uh, Andrew Womack did this one time regarding finances. He had a revelation on finances, but he wasn't seeing fruitfulness in finances. So he had a guest speaker at his college come, and, and, and so he uh, talked about finances, and he, he came with his notepad ready to take notes, like what's this guy doing that I'm not doing? And Andrew said at the end of the, 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 the message, what not, he didn't take one note. And the reason was because the guy didn't, didn't teach something that he didn't already know. He said the only so difference between this other guy and him was he believed what he don't He believed what he was saying. Andrew knew it intellectually. He knew the scripture. He knew the word of God. He could have preached the same message, he said. But same point, and he's preached the same message. But in that season of his life where he was at, he wasn't believing it like this other man. And that's another and that's another component to this. We need to have a regular diet of the word of God, but we need to believe the word that we're reading. We need to believe the word that we're digesting. We need to take God at his it's one thing to know it, but we don't believe it. We're not putting faith in that word. That word word won't be quickened. It won't come alive. It won't be activated. It, that makes sense. So, and it's gonna be a hard time believing the word of God if we don't understand it. It's hard for me to believe that God heals if I don't believe God heals. If I don't understand that God heals, and that, that makes sense. If I don't understand finances properly from a biblical New Testament. Perspective. I'm going to have. If I don't understand, it, I'm going to have a hard time believing it. And so, I, I, if I get, if I don't understand it and I don't believe it, I'm going to have a very hard time renewing my mind to it. Something I don't understand. Something I don't agree with. Something I don't uh, 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 believe. I'm going to have a very hard time renewing my mind to that. And so, uh, but there are some areas where I know that I, I don't have always agreed with the word of God in a certain area, but either he's right or I'm right. We can't both be right and be in disagreement. (laughs) Someone's right, and I'm going to, sometimes I've had to swallow my pride, my even religious pride at at times, and to say, you know what, I don't know why I'm not believing this, but I know there's something wrong with my believer. There's something wrong with my understanding. There's something wrong with my knowledge. Teach me where the disconnect is. Teach me where I'm missing this. Teach me why I'm not Connecting with this. Why I disagree with this. So I can get it right. So I can know the truth and the truth can be fruitful. The truth won't be dormant. The truth won't just fall off the pages. The the, the Word won't just fall to the ground. But it's going to be fruitful in my life. It does no good to me if I don't understand it. It does no good to me if I don't believe it. It's powerful, but I need to know it and I need to believe the Word of God. And in that process, I need to renew my mind in that. that making sense? And uh, uh, and so it it just very, very powerful. So, because it's talking about, um, you know, we're born of the word, and we're born of the word, and I want that word that I'm born of to be evident, to be fruitful, to mature, and to grow, and to be fruitful in my life. Every area of God's word, everything that I'm born of, I want that to be effective. Let's go back to Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. I want to focus on that phrase for a moment. It's a living sacrifice. It's a living sacrifice. Our bodies, our lives, should reflect the promises of God. It's living. It's not dead. It's not words that fall to the ground. The the word of God is alive. the promises of God, I'll oh, talk about the salvation are already yes in Him, Christ. We're talking about in Christ's realities. All the promises of God are yes in Him and amen in Him to the glory of God by us. They're already yes, but it's living. The Word of God is not dead. It's not just some religion. It's not just some theology. It's not just some doctrine. It's not just some belief system. The Word of God is alive. And it's real. And it's active. And it should be, if I'm born of God, if I'm born of His Word, then His Word that's alive and active should be alive and active in my life. Amen. That make sense? It's living. It's a living sacrifice. It's not dead. And some people are confused. or uh, 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 they're, they're stuck because it is, in a sense, they're not seeing that livingness in their lives. They're not seeing it alive in their lives. And sometimes the world are looking at us. They're not seeing they're not seeing that our lives are any different than theirs. We're having the same struggles they are. We're having the same difficulties they are. And I get no not pick as a put down, but there's areas where I still struggle like the world. And I want to see that change. And there's I have had struggled like the world. I want to see. The Bible says that we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We are blessed and not curse. Uh, and so if I'm not there yet, i not put down, but I want to learn how. I want to get connected to the source, abide in the vine, and be discipled so I can be free and I can see the fruitfulness of, in my life. If there's a clog in the artery somewhere, spiritually speaking, I want to find out where that clog is and allow God, by His Word and by His Spirit, do open-heart surgery spiritually speaking, to unclog those arteries so the life, the sap of that seed, the life of that seed can flow in my life. And I can see it manifest. Whether it be finances, relationships, uh, uh, whatever it might be, healing, whatever, whatever the disconnect. And I'm not seeing, the Word of God speaks to it, but I'm not seeing the fruit of my life. Uh, there's a disconnect. It's not God. It's not His Word. It's not the seed. The seed fell on, the, on four kinds of soil with different kinds of results. But only those who understood it did it produce a hundredfold succeed thirtyfold. So if I'm not seeing the results, then I'm on one other side. Either it fell on the wayside and the enemy stole it away, or it's being being unfruitful because persecution and trials and and difficulties just kind of, there was no root system. So it sprung up quickly, but there was no root system. It it just died off. Or it's being chucked out by the cares of this world, which is very easy to do. And, And see, you can look at the four four uh, soils and four different kinds of soil, or you can also look at the four soils of the parable of soil as a progress. Sometimes there's stages in life. Sometimes there's seasons in life. And sometimes we've been in the good soil, but right now it just seems like we're in the chunky soil. Or the stony soil. Sometimes we need to get back to the good soil. We need to, and we have to sometimes do inventory by the Holy Spirit. Where am I disconnected? Maybe if I'm not in the word of God, maybe I'm, I'm lost, I changed my diet. Maybe uh, the bad teaching or, or whatever, maybe I have a, some bitterness or, or, or something, something I don't understand and so it became hard-hearted in that area or on that subject or whatever the case may be. There's all different scenarios, I'm just throwing out some ideas, but I know that there's some times in my life, whether it be finances or healing, or, or, I, don't, I don't want to just focus on those two, but I'm just keep using those as examples, but I find I'm, I'm there's a disconnect, it's not working the communication of my faith is supposed to be effectual but why is it not being effectual in this area in this season in this circumstance and I know it's not God and I know it's not his word it's something with me and I, I don't want to take that I'm not condemning me but there's a disconnect. And I need God to, to help me find out that disconnect. I'll never find it if I just put the word of God down I'll never find it if I'm not Not willing to be taught I'll never find it if I give up and quit I'll never find it if I If I, if I don't allow him to, uh, Swallow my pride and allow him to, to Show me uh, where I'm uh, uh, Disconnected uh, You know And so I, I just need I, I, But I need I, I can't renew my mind to something If I don't even know what to renew my mind to I don't even know what the answer is but once he tells me what the answer is. Well, sometimes it's just as simple as what I just said about Andrew. He has a revelation of finances, but he did not believe it. Sometimes it's not because he doesn't have the right diet, or the right theology, or the right thinking. He's he just not simply believing it. He's not simply relying and trusting it, and, and depending on it. And sometimes I have, and some here I, I know the answer. I know the right answer. And every time I get back in the Word, I, I get the same answer, because it is the answer. But I'm not believing it. I'm not trusting. I'm not relying on it. And so I'm not seeing the result. Is that making sense? And so, and sometimes we just need to be reminded of these things so that we can do it. But it's a living sacrifice, And I want people to look at my life and say, that's Jesus. That's God. That's not, they do not. Dave doing that. Dave's not smart enough to do all that. <laughs> He's not giving that. But God, God is. is. That's God. I want my life to be a miracle. A living testimony to the world. That is God, not Dave. Uh, I don't want them to see me. I want them to see him and me. And so I want my... Andrew says, we either, either we're living supernaturally or we're living superficially. And I don't know about you, but I've had times in my life where I would just put it on the show, so to speak, and whatnot. And uh, I don't want to do that. I want to live supernaturally. I want to live real uh, in Christ. Does that makes sense? And uh, um, whatnot. So, uh, move forward... Uh, Verse 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world. And I'm not going to uh, piggyback on every, every, every uh, aspect of this concept. But don't be conformed to this world. Different translations will talk about this. Don't, be, don't, don't, don't follow the pattern or the mold of this world. Um, see, there's always information that is being fed to your mind in the world. Whether that be social media, the news. Just living, just being in the supermarket, just living uh, everyday life. Whatever our routine, whatever our vocation is, whatever our lifestyle is like, there's information coming from us, from families, from friends, from ourselves, from just natural thinking. It's not not necessarily worldly, it's like evil in that sense, but but it is carnal because it's natural. And so, uh, so we, we always have that information. That's why discipleship, renewing our mind, will always take, we'll have to do that the rest of our lives. Because there's always information coming in. And we have to learn how to detox from this world. And we have to do that daily, throughout each day. And we need to constantly renew our mind to the Word of God, to who God says we are in Christ. I might know it today. I might know at this hour, but in a few moments, I could be uh, in, some, in something, social media or whatever, and I, I, other information's coming in. Some of it's not necessarily all bad, some of it is horrible, but, but some of it's not always bad. But it's just natural. It's natural information coming in. That's, and so, in, in, as far as my thinker's concerned, as far as my brain is concerned, I'm, it's, a, it's a diet. It's food, it's, it's natural, it's, it's thoughts coming in. And we have to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. If we don't, those thoughts can become a stronghold over our lives. And so we need to make sure the thoughts that we're thinking are natural thoughts. It's, you know, We read about the parable of the sower, but in, uh, in Mark's uh, translation of the parable of the sower, Jesus makes this comment. In Mark chapter 4, he says, Take heed what you hear. What we listen to, what, if, what is ever our diet, will determine what's going to grow in the garden of our mind. I've, I've, I've had a teaching series on this before. I want to teach it again probably sometime in January. But we need to garden the soil of our mind. We need to fertilize the good stuff, and we need to weed out the bad stuff, and we have to do that daily we need to make sure that we, have the, we already have the mind of Christ in our spirit, but we need it in our mind. We need to renew our minds to who we are in Christ. And we need to do that daily. We need to come to this table of remembrance as often as we partake of this table, his, the, the, his body that was broken for us, and his cup, his blood that was shed for us. We need those reminders daily, throughout the day. We can do that without going through the actual elements. The elements are powerful, because it's nice when we see it illustrated, we remember it better, we process it better, but uh, but we can think about it all the time, I'm being reminded who I am in Christ. Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. I have to constantly be reminded of that. It's not me who's living, but it's Christ who lives in me. If I'm going to live my life by my flesh, then I will be in control, and I'm going to see if I sow to the flesh of the flesh, I will reap corruption. If I sow to the Spirit of the Spirit, I will reap everlasting life. And we have to make that decision every day. We have to We have to process that every day. And so, uh, I, I was saying something, but I, I lost track. I didn't finish my thought, but I'll forgive that I was. But we need to have a constant diet of the Word of God. Of that, we have other information coming in all day long. We need to have a constant Diet of this good information coming out. We need to. We need to guard in our mind. Oh, that's what I was saying. Mark said, I "Take heed what you hear." Luke says in the, Luke chapter eight in the parable of the sower, "Take heed how you hear." Sometimes we're listening to the word of God, but our attitude's not right, or we're not we're listening but we're not listening. You ever have a conversation with with someone? They're listening, but they're not listening. Maybe mm-hmm. on their phone. Maybe they're just staring at the wall. Maybe they're not awake yet. Maybe, I don't know, I don't, they're, th- they're thinking about what they're going to say. You know, and they're not even listening listen to what you're saying. And I'm not trying to get middle anything, of anything, but I know we've all done that. And we've all experienced that. But sometimes, you know, it's just, you know, I had an English teacher growing up in high school, he would always tell us, stop broadcasting and start tuning in. And I stop talking and start listening, you know. Uh, but some, you know, there's radio waves in this room all the time. There's cell phones, all, all those radio waves are in this room. But until we have a receptor, we're not going to receive it. God never. God's always speaking. He's always talking. We're just not always listening. Sometimes we're broadcasting, and we need to receive, we need to listen. We need to, and we can, sometimes we can't until we turn everything off. And the hardest thing to turn off is this guy. We can turn everything off in the natural, the TV off, everyone off, even everything else, we can turn the dog off, everything off. We need to, but we have a hard time turning this off. And we need to be still and know that he's God. And and so that's very powerful. We can have a sometimes we even, in one sense, don't hear this the wrong way, but sometimes we just need to even close this. And just hear God speak to us. I'm not. I never want to gets away from the Word God. I don't get me wrong. That kind of contradict 78 seven just said this morning. But at the same point in time, we sometimes we just need the. Sometimes we just need a change in diet. We need a change of routine. Sometimes Sherry and I just, you know, depending on what season we're in. Sometimes we just need to get out of the house and go up for a date night. But sometimes, just shutting all that out and staying home alone that sounds good too. You know, I'm not talking about TV, but just being home alone. And and I'm working home all the time, so I want to get out she's working out how she always wants to come in so so uh, uh, so sometimes for her having a quiet night at home sounds good for me sometimes having a noisy night out sounds good <laughs> you know and but uh, but sometimes we have to figure out we have to we have to rotate that we have to uh, it can't just be about me it can't just be about her we have to find out which one uh, Sometimes we have to go both ways you know but yeah so sometimes, with sometimes nice it's refreshing to change the routine the doc, the diet's still there whether we have pizza, or whether we have El Cello, my favorite restaurant, or whatever it might be, but we need a good diet. Sometimes we just have eggs and bacon. You know, so, uh, anyway. I'm almost out of time here. i didn't get very far today. But, uh, it just got about 10, nine more minutes. Um, it's making sense, I'm trying to wrap up here. <clears throat> Let me just say this. If you're going to have the Word bring forth fruit in your life, then you need to have a regular diet of the Word. If you want the same results as God, then you need to have to feed on the Word of God. You can't have the same results of God if you don't have a regular diet of the Word. But this is going to transition, which I'm going to probably go into next week more. Is I've been talking about a lot, a lot, about this morning about how we need to abide in God's word. We need to have a regular diet of God's word, and I've been mentioning already this morning a little bit. But we need to believe the word that we read. We need to believe the God that we serve. We need to believe the God that we have a relationship with God, and we need to have a relationship with Him because it says here. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If we don't have, if we don't have a regular relationship with God, where we're being be transformed by the renewing of our mind, as the Word of God is conscious of renovating, and renew what we're thinking on, what we're dwelling on, who we are, who we're identifying with then we're never going to know His good, acceptable, and perfect will. I, there's so many times I want to know what God's purpose for me, what God's will for my life is, and whatever. There's only one way to know that, and that is having a relationship with God and His Word. And as I renew my mind, especially in the context that we're talking about, who we are in Christ, because our destiny, God's will for our life, is in that same sea, of who we are in Christ, our destiny, our purpose, our calling, our vocation, if you will, is all wrapped up in knowing who we are in Christ. We're not all called to preach. Some of us are called to do something including truck driving, whatever the case may be. Truck driving itself is not our calling. Who we are in Christ, our calling. We can do that. Completely. Pastoring in of itself is not my calling. My calling is to have a relationship with God. And out of that is my gifting. Out of that comes my vocation. Pastoring, truck driving, whatever, like caregiving, whatever 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 the job may be. I hope I'm making sense of that. At its core, at its foundation, we need a relationship with God. We need to be abiding in Him. But in that we can find our fulfillment in doing and that can be carried out, whatever. Our vocation, whatever our job is, whether that's mothering, fathering, parenting, teaching, whatever our job or vocation is. Is that making sense? I never want pastoring to be described who I am. That's my calling, and that's my gifting, and that's my job. But who I am is in Christ. Who I am in Christ supersedes who I am in my relationship my marriage. We will never have a good marriage if I'm not established in who I'm in Christ. We will never, I will never fulfill whatever job I do. My background was bookkeeping, accounting, and other things I've done. I've done a lot of retail. But whatever the job may be, I'll never reach my potential if I'm not established in who I'm in Christ. I need to renew my mind daily my relationship with God who I And when I do, my purpose will come out of that. And not only that, but I will fulfill that purpose. I'll be the best structure, I'll be the best pastor, I'll be be the best my business, my job will be blessed because I'm plugged into who I am in Christ. That makes sense? Because it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And if he's not the one pastoring, if he's not the one being a good husband, if he's not the one being a good brother or whatever I'm doing in the world, if he's not the one driving my truck, he's not the one doing my job, if it's me, then I'm doing it, not him. I, I want him to bless my life. I want him to lead and guide my life. And I have to renovate my mind to who I am. I remember, I'm going to close with this. A few years ago, I remember I came across a verse in 2 Corinthians 3.18, but it also goes with Galatians 2.20, which I've been quoting. I crucified Christ is no longer I who live as Christ who on me. And God told me, Dave, when you look in the mirror, who do you see? I said, well, every time I look in the mirror, I show up. (laughs) You know, because a mirror is a reflective device. It's going to reflect whatever is facing that mirror. And I I was only seeing this from a natural perspective. I said. I see Dave. Every time I look in the mirror, Dave shows up. Uh, when I look in the mirror, no one else is there. It's just me. Now, they might be behind the scenes and, and you know, uh, trying to get the that uh, the, the, the picture, too, and that image, too, but uh, I see me. But I knew I had answered the question wrong when God asked me the question again. You no, know, they when you look in the mirror, who do you see? And we, were, we went around a couple of times. When I look in the mirror, I see me. And I knew I wasn't answering right, but I couldn't I didn't know what else it could be the prime answer, But there's a verse in 2 Corinthians three eighteen that says, when we see his glory in the mirror, we'll be transformed into the image that we see. When we see his glory in the mirror. And I finally caught it. I'm supposed, when I look in the mirror, I'm supposed to see him, not me. Because I'm born again. I'm in Christ. I know no man, that's Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ in me. Sometimes we need to actually take off our natural set of lenses and put on our spiritual lens. The the Bible says in James that the Word of God is like a mirror. And the only way we can see who we are in Christ is by having a relationship with the Word of God. And I can live my life, whatever I be, and all the natural things I'm supposed to do in this world as, as my job, my responsibilities, my relationships, and everything I can't pastor, I can't parent without a good relationship with God. But I can I can either look at life by who I am in Christ, or I can look at life by just doing it naturally and hoping God is blessing what I'm doing. As if God is blessing from the outside in, versus God blessing from the inside out. There's a big difference. Another way of looking at this is a Christmas tree. How a like Christmas tree? But you, you adorn a Christmas tree with something that's not its nature. Ornaments, uh, garland, lights, they're not part of its nature. A Christmas tree does not, in case some of us are confused on this, a Christmas tree does not naturally grow lights. It doesn't naturally grow a garland. It doesn't naturally grow ornaments. It grows whatever its nature, and usually it's an evergreen tree, so it to grow needles and branches. That's its nature. But a Christmas tree is dead. Even when well, it's a big tree, which we know is dead, but even most Christmas trees, they cut it off and it's in some in water. So it's not totally dead yet, but it, unless it's get, it gets planted again and doesn't get water, it will die. But that's besides the point right now. It, it's, it's, it's growing something that's not its nature. Because you put it, you know, a Christmas tree, you're adoring it from the outside and not growing it from the inside. All the things that we decorate it with. But a fruit tree grows from the inside out. An apple tree will, be, will begin apples, and an orange tree will begin orange, and, and so on and so on. I want to be a fruit tree, spiritually speaking, when well, God in me is living the adorning my life from the outside and looking like all these things. Does that make sense? My identity is in Christ. And I want Christ to live His life in me and through me. That's what we're trying to talk about. That's what we're renewing our mind to. But we won't know who we are in Christ if we don't have a relationship with the Word of God. If we're not abiding in Him and abiding in We may have a revelation of it. We might have a a natural intellectual understanding of it. But we're not abiding in that revelation. And so we're trying to make it happen from the outside in, like you decorate a Christmas tree, versus abiding in Him and letting Him make it happen from the inside out. Big difference. A a fruit tree is growing naturally from within, where a Christmas tree, you're trying to make it look like something that's not. Makes sense. And even if you were to put, even if we were to, some of our ornaments, especially in the kitchen, we have apples on it. Of course, apples don't grow on an evergreen, you know. But at the same point in time, uh, you know, but we are, uh, it's not an apple tree, and they're fake apples and they grow them naturally. uh, But at the same point in time, we are adjoining with something that's not his nature. It's beautiful. I'm not taking away from that. But I want it to be real. I want it to be effectual. I want the life of God to flow in my life. And when God does it, it's so much greener, it's so much more beautiful, and there's no imperfection in it. I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, in Christ who lives in me. I'm going to present to Him a living sacrifice, not a dead one. I'm going to not be conformed to the pattern, the mold of this world, but I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Christ. that make sense? I think we'll finish this next week and then we're going to go into Colossians and, and talk about how we walk this out of a more so just So We just thank you for your word. We thank you for this time together. Lord, I know there's a lot of things I'm trying to communicate today, but I'm just hoping that we all understand more and more who we are in Christ and the importance of having a regular diet of your word and of renewing our mind to who we are in Christ. Lord, we worship you, we exalt you, we magnify. Thank you for this time. Press us as we go. And then we give you thanks. Amen. Amen. Awesome.